Yeah. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Rob, host of From My Experience Podcast. How y'all doing out there? You're feeling good. You're feeling great. You're feeling all right. You're having a great day. Have you been taking care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially? Have you been recovering from a knockout like your boy? <laughs> Have you recovered from a knockout like your boy? Well, thank y'all for joining me on this 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 wild ride. Um, you know, this series is coming to an end, and we're gonna talk about taking care of yourselves financially. We we talked about recovering from a knockout, which is a tough time in life. The physical aspect and the mental aspect and now we gotta talk about the financial aspect all right we're gonna get into a couple things today i ain't gonna keep y'all too long Listen, y'all. So, wrapping up the series. Again, we talked about recovering from a knockout. Not a real knockout, but literally... Actually, I kind of covered that, but I've never been knocked out. So, if you've been knocked out before, uh, take that with a grain of salt. But just talking about recovering from a tough time in your life that really puts you down, really makes you hit a hard reset. That happened to me, as I talked about. Um, And I talked about the physical... You know, because I say at the end of every episode, take care of yourselves physically, mentally and financially. And a knockout attacks you in all those ways. And they're all intertwined. So just to recap very quickly, the physical aspect, you know, when I when I was while I was recovering from my situation, definitely got out of shape, definitely wasn't going to the gym, definitely, definitely was drinking more and eating like I shouldn't have been eating. Uh, By the grace of God, my body kind of started to reject it. Sorry if y'all hear my AC. It's mad hot. I can't take it. Y'all gonna have to deal with the AC today. I apologize. But, um, yeah, my body, I think once I actually got in shape initially, shout out to Break My Fifth Law, uh, my boy Lawrence. Uh, You know, after I did his program and kind of got in shape, not the best shape, but in shape, lost weight and got and develop better habits, my body was kind of like, eh, we can't do all this grease, and eh, it's drinking, I don't feel good. So, like, my body was literally rejecting what I did not need to be doing, which was great because that helps me out in the long run, right? Then, you know, so now I'm at the point where I'm going back to the gym. I just went to the gym the other day. My thighs are burning, and I'll be going, was well, this Thursday? Y'all hearing this? If you're hearing this on Thursday, I'll be in the gym by the time this is posted on Thursday. Now, whoo. The mental aspect. The mental aspect. Sorry, I paused uh, to turn off the AC. I want y'all to get this. And if you hear um, Hispanic music in the background there, uh, some construction workers building a house across the street right now. And I can't control that 
hopefully you don't hear it. But the mental aspect, mentally recovering from a knockout, super tough, man, super tough. You have to make so many big decisions. I had to make decisions about my relationship, my health, my career, my geographical location, business decisions, financial decisions, spiritual decisions, moral decisions. Like, like every, it was like every major decision that you have to make in life or throughout life came within like a 30 day span. It's like, yo, you got to decide on all these things because you don't know what's going to happen moving forward. This is when I didn't know what was going to happen. And then even, you know, once I got the results that I needed, I had to make more decisions after that. So mentally, it definitely took a toll because you don't know, you know, people like to say, whatever decision you decide to make is the right decision. I get that. But, you know, the place where I was in life, I'd rebuilt myself and built myself up to a certain point, eliminated debt, got my mind right, getting my health right, getting my business right. I built up so much, getting my finances right. Everything wasn't perfect, but I was like, like almost at the top of the mountain about to, you know, get to the top. You know, and I got knocked back down the mountain, man. And I don't think people, if you've never been there, it's tough. It's tough when you're recovering, especially financially. You're recovering and the world is getting more and more expensive. And you bust your behind and God just puts things in place for you to get it done quickly. And by quickly, I mean two or three years, not five months, right? With just building and, you know, and it wasn't easy. I had to change a lot about my mindset and the way that I looked at money and the way I looked at business, the way I looked at relationships and priorities and all kinds of stuff, man. So that took a mental toll because I'm like, man, I don't want to have to do that again. But when I thought about it, I'm like, well, you were able to do it. So, you know, you can do it. So that was like a moral victory. So mentally, yes, you have to make a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of decisions and you have to keep yourself together. Uh, I was probably depressed. I don't know. Uh, wasn't clinically diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I was. Uh, even now, I still have days where I'm up and days where I'm down and not feeling good because at the age I'm at with what I wanted or without, with what I want out of life and the people around me and what my close friends and people who know me say about me and how they feel about me let's reassures me that I know that I'm a quote unquote good person. I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm not out to get anybody. You know, I try to be kind and respectful of other people's feelings. And I, it's not that it's, oh, why me, God? But it's just like, dang, like, I thought I'd be elsewhere by now in my life. But it's not a race. You know what I'm saying? We all have our own path. So I have to remember that at times and say, hey, this is just part of your path. If you're not having a good day today, that's okay. Everyone doesn't have a good day every day. Focus on what you can control. If you need to take some time to breathe or watch anime or watch a show and just lay down and relax, cool. But don't let that become a permanent state. Don't let that become a permanent state physically or mentally. So taking care of yourselves financially. Y'all, I've talked about this before, and unfortunately, um, I had to find out the importance of financial responsibility. So I have not always been financially responsible. I My dad taught me something that I still struggle with today. Don't count your money until it's in your hand. You know, there's always been a time, oh, I know my tax check is coming. Oh, such and such refund check is coming. Oh, my paycheck is coming. Oh, such and such is going to come through with this bread. 
oh, when I start this business, I'm going to have this, this, and this, so I'm going to go ahead and buy this. Counting your money or spending your money before you have it in your hand. I struggle with it at times. Not as bad anymore because now I've kind of learned, you know, instead of making a two, three, four, $500 decision before I get the money on my hand, it might be a $50 decision. Um, and I believe his name is Ramit Sethi. I can't pronounce his name, Ramit, but he has a book called I Can Teach You to Be Rich. I haven't finished reading it yet. But one of the things he says, you know, he was talking about how people tell you, you know, oh, don't go to Starbucks every day. You're spending this and yada, yada, yada. And he was like, you know, if $7 or 20 or 50 or $100 a month is what's causing you financial stress and strain, if your breaking point is if $50 or $100 makes the difference between you having a good month and a bad month, you got way bigger problems. Way, 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 way bigger problems. You need to really take a step back and look at things. And his belief is that you can still live a good quality life and have the things that you want on a smaller scale as long as you're investing and saving. And I really believe in that. I'd rather go to the Fuddruckers or a place that has really good burgers and pay, you know, $12, $13, $15 for a burger and some hot fries that I know is fresh and going to be delicious versus chancing it at a fast food spot. Yeah, I may be saving 3 or $4, but sometimes my, my burger is good. Sometimes it's trash. Sometimes my fries are hot. Sometimes they're trash. Sometimes my soda is nice and crispy. Sometimes it's watered down. And I don't know what I'm going to get. But at least if I go to an experience that I know, hey, I'm going to come here. I'm going to get good service. I'm going to pay for it. But I'll be satisfied with the decision that I made, even though it's going to cost me more. Uh, once I really internalize that, I could rock with it. And that works for me. That works for me. Fortunately, I put myself in a position where, you know, even to a point where two, three hundred dollars wasn't I'm not going to say it wasn't a big deal, but like my world wasn't ending. I've been in a place where 30, 50 dollars have made all the difference in a good month or bad month for me. I got away from that. Um, and I would I would definitely advise you to do the same. So some of the lessons I had to learn, one is just looking at my spending habits. Shout out to my boy, Russell Stewart, financial guru, one of the first people to really uh, open my mind to look at finances, said, hey man, you know, people have more money than they think they have. They just never take the time to look at where it's going. And you know, that's when I, that's really when I started budgeting more. Like once he said that and I sat down and I looked at where my money was going, I said, yo, I, I did like most other people spend too much on food uh, and all kind of stuff. So then, you know, started budgeting. Budgeting was cool, but unfortunately, one of the things people don't factor in the budgeting is truly saving and investing. I was budgeting, which means, okay, my spending my spending basically uh not spent let me, let me, blah, blah, blah. my needs i made sure my needs were always taken care of but my spending wasn't the best so it's like yeah you pay all your bills you buy your groceries that's something that's down pat but that leftover money i was spending too much of it on lifestyle and not saving in, and investing enough so years passed bumped my head and i finally got to a point a few years ago to where i'm like all right we doing this like this Bills taken care of. We snowballing, we paying off the smallest credit card, rolling that payment over to the next credit card, things like that, eliminating debt, um, getting your credit up, getting a better credit card than the one that you have. Because once your credit goes up, please get a credit union account. Credit unions will give you the best rates. They will give you the best rates. 
Then you roll those balances over from those high interest credit cards over to the lower interest one, which probably has a lower APR or zero a zero percent APR introductory for 12 to 24 months. Pay that off. Now you've saved the interest. Then I had to start investing, started buying some stocks, uh, listening to earn your leisure, shout out to earn your leisure podcast. Um, and also just talking with friends who do the stock market thing. And that was during COVID. So that was very interesting. Uh, I would definitely advise you all to take a course on stocks and just learn how the stock market works. Um, one of the most basic things I learned was just invest in companies that you use every day. Samsung, Apple, um, Lowe's, Walmart, you name it, you know, stuff like that. Started doing that. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, passive savings, uh, acorns. Um, I use acorns, acorns. I just take right now because I'm <laughs> recovering $5 a week automatically goes into my acorns account. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Don't even miss it. I blow that on food. I blow that. I blow way more on food actually when I eat out and stuff like that, but it just goes in there. I don't look at it and you know, you set up the type of investing you want them to do with that money. Bong. It goes automatically. Matter of fact, the acorns, I'm going to add that to the link. So if you want to sign up for acorns and do some passive savings, you can round up your change or you can just set a weekly amount and it'll just go in there. And when you need your money, you can take it out. Uh, that definitely helped when my knockout came. I had almost, I think I was just under or just over a thousand dollars that I didn't even, I didn't even realize I saved it at that time. I was doing like $20 a week or something like that, or maybe 25 but I didn't miss it. You know what I'm saying? Didn't miss it. But it was there when I needed it. And I was thankful for it. Um, and then lastly, you know, I started, you know, with the investing in stocks and stuff like that. I started to look at my businesses and say, OK, what are we doing with this business stuff and going there? And then, you know, everything happened right when I started my last business, which was going to be a vending machine business. So. That's just to recap my financial journey very briefly, because I've talked about this on other episodes and I ain't trying to keep y'all. But those were some of the lessons that I had to learn. So now this guy has eliminated debt. This guy is passively slash actively saving. I do have a savings account. So I was saving money, paying off debt, paying my bills and controlling my spending, which means I had an emergency fund. I had emergency funds. God forbid an emergency happened and I lost my stream of income because I only had one truly at the time, which is not good. Um, you want to have at least three. An emergency hit. And I had the funds. The emergency hit and I had the funds. And I cannot tell you how thankful I am for all the bumps, bruises, advice, growing pains that I've gotten in life that put me in that position. And I did not have an astronomical amount of money when I was going through my situation. And my situation lasted from August of 2022 to November. So middle of August, September, October, November, that was a long three and a half months. And my monthly bills were high. Like, so when your main source of income is cut off and your bills are close to 2000 a month, because you're paying stuff off, you shifting stuff over, you just put money into a business, but now you can't really work your business because you like, hold on. I started, me personally, I started penny pinching a little bit because I'm like, I don't know what this, I don't know what my outcome is going to be legally. So I'm like, yo, like, I don't want to invest in the business and then I get locked up or I don't want to invest in the business and my attorney says, yo, I'm going to need five more grand. 
you know, and I ain't got the liquid cash, right? Because the vending machine business is expensive. Like, I get it. Some people are like, oh, you can get a vending machine for $1,500, $1,600, $800. Go on Facebook. Trust me, I looked. They weren't there. <laughs> you catch that every now and again, but you still got to move the machine. You still got to set the machine up, and you still got to wait for people to clean out, the, clean out the products of the machine to collect your money, which is recouping your investment. Not saying it's impossible, but the way I wanted to do it, I'm like, I don't. I can't put my money into this at this time. I don't think that's the best move. And that turned out to be the best decision is to not do that because I had to relocate and that was expensive. So um, financially recovering, right? Boom, situation happened. Had to start liquidating investments. And, you know, my bank account went from probably a couple grand to about five, maybe six or something like that. So now, cool. All right, we liquidated the investments. It hurt because I'm like, man, I was holding on. This is not what I wanted to do with this. But that's part of the reason why it's there. God forbid there's an emergency. I had an emergency so I could float myself. I was able to float myself for a hot minute. Still float myself, actually, um, until I was able to get a job, which I have a part-time job now. So part of financial recovery, y'all, which is where I'm at, is getting back to those good habits. Unfortunately, I had to run up my credit cards. Um, unfortunately, my savings account is like, I'm in limbo with it. I got to make some decisions. It's there. It's got stuff in it that I can use, but I also want to buy a house and move. And I'm like, this is a good bit towards that. It wouldn't take much more for me to have everything I need to complete a full real estate transaction. But you also have this debt over here. So you got decisions to make. Do I liquidate and eliminate debt and rebuild? Or do I see if my debt threshold is low or just get my debt threshold low enough to I can make this next step? Reason being renting versus mortgage. Where I'm at now, back in South Carolina, there's still opportunity to get a house and your mortgage be cheaper than rent. Very, very, very doable where I'm at. So that's something I'm balancing. But the other thing I'm balancing is the second I start making substantial income when I get like a real full-time job, one of the first things I'm going to do is get back on my investing. Like I'm still doing my passive investing at Acorns. I got to get back to my stock investing. I got to get back to knocking this debt back out. And I get got to get back to rebuilding my savings account. So that is the final piece of the knockout recovery for me. I'm like, yo, my finances took a hit. It did not feel good. But hey, Look at what you did. Look at what you were able to accomplish. Like paid off your car, you know, getting these student loans under control. We we still got to finagle something with that. Uh, but overall, you were able to save money and eliminate debt. You know how to do it. You have been through it. You've been through the hard part, which is changing your mindset and the way that you view debt and the way that you view finances and the way that you view preferences and priorities. That hard, that's the hard part, getting over your old habits to create new, healthier financial habits. I've done that. The knockout kind of knocks you off kilter a little bit, start wilding out a little bit. Well, not even wilding out, but just having to take care of things that you normally would easily be able to take care of because you haven't. Uh, a steady flow of reliable income but once that's gone all right we got chip away at the savings which is where i was at so now 
I got to look at rebuilding and I got to get back to that mindset. I got to get back to, all right, we grocery shopping. Okay, we're going to invest here. Okay, we're going to invest there. Okay, what's the next move? What's the priority? What needs to happen versus what I want to happen? There's a lot that I want to happen. (laughs) Man, so many things I would like to happen, but I can't do it have some exciting, cool things going on with my friends and family, and I really wish I could participate. But again, got to prioritize. I got to put my head down and push forward and put myself back in position. And it won't take as long as it did before. By the grace of God, it will not take that long, but it will still take time. And that those are my words of wisdom to you. You can do it. And if you've never done it before, if you are financially struggling, one of the first things you need to do is set a budget. Download an app. Uh, What app do I use? Bills Manager. I love Bills Manager. I got an Apple device. Bills Manager is dope. You put in the name of the bill, how much it is, when it comes out, or when it's due. Put all your bills in there and it automatically calculates how much your bills are. Now you have a view of how much your monthly bills are. Then sit down and write down your income. How much are you making every month? Subtract all of your bills. Look at what's left over. What you have left over will tell you a lot of things. One, it'll let you know if you overspending. Two, it'll let you know if you don't have enough income. Three, it'll let you know... um, how much and where you should invest. So if you add up all your bills and then take that away from your monthly income and you don't like that number, now you know what you need to do. But you also know, hey, this is all the money I really have every month. Your bills got to be paid, right? So I love being able to go out and do what I want to do and know, hey, this is how much I pay every month. Some people, you can ask them right now, they don't know how much their monthly bills are. I know down to the penny, pretty much, what my monthly bills are. At, at worst, I may be $50 off, at worst. But I know what my monthly cost is. When you know what your monthly cost is, you can make better financial decisions. You know what a good financial opportunity is versus a bad one for you. You know if, hey, this is a $40,000 opportunity. If that ain't good enough, then I need to shoot for a $60,000 opportunity. But you don't know that if you don't know your situation. So you got to know your situation because then you know what's worth it and what's not. Because there's going to be some stuff out there that's not worth it. Now, I will say this. Some income is better than no income. You do want some coming in, but your target should be a good balance. I ain't going to say comfort zone, but balance. So if you are paying all your bills every month and you see you only got $100 left over, $200, $300, $500, but you know you want to have $600 or $800 or $1,000, that lets you know, okay, if I'm making $50,000, I pay all my bills. So at $50,000, that's only giving me three, $400 left over a month. I need to shoot for $65 or $70. How do I get there? Where do I find that other $20,000 or $25,000 or $30,000? Now you got a number to look at. So if it's just 30 grand, okay, well, what can I do that's conducive to that? Is that a part-time job? Is that a business? Am I contracting myself? Am I trying to get a promotion? Am I in the right career field? You can do so many things mentally 
when you know and you can make so many better so much your plans will be so much better when you know the numbers but you can't be afraid to look at the numbers and if you've never done done it before it's probably gonna be bad and it's probably gonna be shocking the first time i did it i was shocked i was at way more money than i thought i was gonna be at and granted it wasn't an astronomical amount uh, it was made maybe three, four hundred dollars, but I w- I didn't feel it. I felt like I had a hundred dollars. But again, once I looked at the numbers, I said, oh, shoot, you spending too much over here because your bills are paid. If your bills are paid and this thing telling you four hundred dollars, why are you why you only got one hundred and twenty dollars in your bank account, eighty dollars in your bank account? Because you're spending too much over here on this entertainment, and other stuff that's not a bill. Let's cut back on that. Let's say instead of going out and buy this two, three hundred dollar object. Let's wait until it goes on sale because, you know, they do Black Friday, Christmas, summer sales, Memorial Weekend. Start buying during sales cycles or start saving. Hey, I'm going to put $50 a month aside until I have enough to get this thing. Things like that. Start strategizing with your money. I don't want to go on a rant, but uh, that's just a quick financial lesson. And that's just something I've been through myself. But again, rebuilding and recovering from a knockout. One of the, that's one of the things that helped me. Like, peop, the first thing people wanted to do, one of the first, yo, Rob, I'm going to send you some money. Yo, I got some bread for you. And I was able to sell those people, now I'm good. Like, I wasn't good as far as this sucks and I don't want to pay this, but the money was there. I didn't need anyone to give, nobody gave me any money. None. Didn't take. Didn't have to take a penny from anybody. Um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't or that that was the best decision for me to make, but that's the decision I made. And I'm glad I was able to have been in a position to be able to say, I don't need it, but I appreciate it. And I also let me know <laughs> who I can go to when I need a little shine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, it felt good. And I want to get back to that place. I want to get back to that place. And that means getting back to those, uh, savings, saving habits getting back to those spending habits, getting back to to the investing habits and getting back to my businesses. And one of the things that I'm going to focus on again, pass the peas app, pass the peas app, pass the peas app, the family keepsake app for your recipes. That is a main focus from my experience. Podcast is a main focus. I love doing this. This is therapeutic. This will be a moneymaker for me, especially when I start teaching my masterclass on how to start a podcast. I want to teach people how to build a strong before you hit the record button. I want to teach you how to build a strong foundation for your podcast before you spend a penny other than investing and taking my course. Um, and then my vending machine business, when I move, which prayerfully will be by the end of this year, if not sooner, vending machine business. And that's it. Everything else I will invest in passively. But as far as my time, effort and energy, I'm looking at bigger, loftier goals. And that's where I'm going to be at. Obviously, real estate is on the table, too. But that's my focus. So when I see something that I like or I want, I have to remember, hey, what do we say we're going to focus on? Let's focus on that. Hey, is that in the budget right now? Hey, can you afford that right now? And people need to understand what afford means. Afford. Just because you have two, three grand in the bank does not mean you should go buy that PS5 bundle that might cost 600. Doesn't mean you can afford it because it might hurt you. It might come back to hurt you 30 days later, 60 days later. You got to think down the road, this financial decision. 
Can I afford to do this? If I do this, this is taken away from these funds. If a tire pops, God forbid, God, let me knock on wood. God forbid if a tire pops on my car. Tires are expensive, y'all. They like a buck fifty out here, maybe two hundred. If something goes wrong with my car, if I need to make a repair in my house, if I get sick, if I need dental work, if I get in a car accident, if they raise the rent, if my baby gets sick, if my spouse gets sick, if I get sick, is this going to cost me? Also, what are these funds for? Like, I have a certain amount of funds set aside that in my mind literally don't exist. Don't exist. Not even there. Don't even count it. You have to do that. You have to do it. You got to block it out because it's, it's going to work towards a goal. Because if you look at all your money as readily accessible, for me anyway, that's a problem. Because if I feel like it's readily accessible, I'm probably going to access it, right? That's not what you want to do. So recovering financially, get back to that mindset, create those healthy financial habits, get you some insurance, get you an insurance policy that you can borrow against at a later time and use at your discretion. That's another one, especially if you're younger, Uh, get you a Roth IRA. Don't, de- don't depend on your job's retirement and your job's 401k. You can set up your own retirement. You can fund your own retirement. So it's time to talk to your friends who work for Primerica and these insurance companies. Take, I promise you, invest the time to learn about it. You will thank me later. And that's something that's going to take discipline too because that's not something, you know, the first time I did one, I'll be real with y'all, the first time I did one, my, I did not have the right mindset and I did not have the right habits. And that account closed within, I don't even know if it lasted six months because I took the money out because I was doing stupid stuff with my money and not paying attention and being financially irresponsible. But years later, when I got my mind right, when I got my habits right, when I got my spending under control, even throughout my knockout, shout out to my boy, Demise Williams, man. He's been on the podcast, man. Started my account with him. Even through my emergency, when I had to tap my emergency funds, I've still kept up with the payments on that account. Don't need to touch it. Not going to touch it. Because I had the right mindset. I'd already accounted for it. I looked at it as a bill, not something that was optional. Hey, this got to be paid. Just like your car insurance, just like your car payment, just like light internet rent. I treated it like a bill. And because I took the time to mature and set my mind to, hey, this is a bill, not a savings account, not even an emergency fund, just treat it like a bill. I was able to, I ain't missed one payment. Old Rob, under the old habits, would have cleaned, probably cleaned that out first. Because I put a lot of, well, I was, well, no, I still put a lot of money into that every month. Um, I dang near try to max it every year, but... It was tough. It was tough to get to that point in my life, but I had to. And I'm so glad I did because the sacrifice ain't as big as you think it is. And to be honest with you, I would say, depending on how bad it is, once you develop the habits, you probably will only really feel it for maybe six months, maybe a year. And it'll go by so fast. But when you see that debt melt away and your credit score shoot up, and your interest rates on your credit cards going down. And if you need to take out a loan, the interest rate on the loans and stuff like that. Like you just like, oh, shoot, I'm here. 
and you look at your bank account and money is in there and then go back and look at that year that you, I don't even going to call it sacrifice. Look back at that year that you decided to make those changes and look and, and really think about what you missed out on. You probably ain't miss out on much. You didn't hang out with your friends as much. You didn't go on that trip. I mean, you probably didn't miss out on anything astronomical. You probably missed out on things that were like flash in the pan, you know, moments. And, you know, obviously, as long as you're living, you have plenty of time to do that. Plenty. Like, it wasn't like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like that time I spent my rent money to go to Centennial for Kappa. But that's Centennial for Kappa. Yes, it was a dumb, irresponsible decision to do that. But it's Centennial for my fraternity, which I'm definitely not going to be alive for the next one. <laughs> this That was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Not saying it was the best decision, but still did it because that was the only time that that was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Not your friend saying, all right, yo, we going to Jamaica. All right, we going to Rome. All right, we going to Italy. All right, we going to... That's not once-in-a-lifetime, Okay. But I digress, man. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I will end it there. Um, thank y'all for the continued support. Thank y'all for the text messages, the likes, the shares, the subs. I appreciate it, man. And I hope that you've enjoyed this series. Uh, I call it I called it Take Care. Don't sue me. Uh, but recovering from a knockout, take care. You know, if you've been through a tough time in your life, man, and you're trying to get yourself together... Or you know someone who's been through a tough time in life and trying to get themselves together, man. Tell them to listen to the series. Listen to Knockout Recovery, Physical Care, Mental Care, Financial Care, man. I got some good stuff in there. And I'm just sharing my personal experience because that's what we do on here. That's why it's called From My Experience Podcast. Don't forget to follow us, FME underscore podcast, on all social media platforms. Shout out to Fanbase. Don't forget you can email us admin at fmepodcast.com for our new segment, sharing the experience. If you need advice or you want to tell some wild stories, we'll share it on the podcast. So that's admin at fmepodcast.com. Check the link tree link in the description for our affiliates, man. We got Garner's Garden, Acre Gold, and I'm going to put that Acorns link down in there as well. So y'all can get y'all some good products. Acre Gold was a good investment. I got some gold bars out of that, too. So had I needed to really get something off, I could have got off them gold bars. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, man, I love y'all. I'm going to be all right. I'm good. We still recovering. We still climbing our way back to the top of the mountain. We will get there. We'll get there. You know what I'm saying? So until next time, and I mean this from the heart. I always mean it from the heart. But I mean this from the heart, heart today. Take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.